So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes. There are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where... Ben. And Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 108 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I am excited to be joined by Madeline Anderson, co-founder of Stardust Builder Initiative. How are you doing today, Madeline? Good. Um, before we get too, uh, too far in, and I'm very excited to get in because you do some very interesting things, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who are you? What do you do? I'm from Minnesota, and I started building droids about two years ago. I got into cosplay about the same time. Uh, met a lot of cool Star Wars people in my area. And, and uh, you also build your own computers too, right? Yep. I built myself a computer Oh, that came before the droid, so three years ago now. Probably needs a new graphics card at this point. <laughs> Very cool. Anything else? Um, that's about it. Do Ask a little 3D that, printing, but that goes I'm, with the I'm droids. I'm curious about as well. Um, what areas uh, are of geekitude do you have? Like, are, What kind of geek are you? Um, a little bit of everything. I watch some TV shows, Game of Thrones, Supergirl, just started Black Lightning. Um, movies, obviously Star Wars is a big one, but any, all the superhero ones as well. I read comics, mostly Star Wars. My shop pulls everything Star Wars that comes in. Nice. Just piles it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play some video games, 
mostly I've always played Xbox. A little bit of uh, PC gaming as well. That's what the computer was for. Um, uh, I re- some books, I'll read some geek-related books. Star Wars mostly. All of the Game of Thrones books. So whenever the next one comes out, I guess I'll have another one there. <laughs> Do you have a, uh, a favorite genre of video game that you tend to gravitate towards? Um, I guess I play a lot of first-person shooter because I play a lot of Halo. Nice. Um, I used to play Portal a fair amount. Uh, little third-person shooter on the computer, I'll play The Old Republic. Haven't logged on for a while, but I used to play that quite a bit. Yeah, there's a lot of good games out there, especially the first-person shooters. And, and a lot of Star Wars has had a good run of video games. Yeah, I started on the GameCube with the Rogue Squadron ones. Yes. Flying wasn't my favorite, but anything Star Wars was good, so I was willing to try it. <laughs> Do you have any areas where you feel like your geekitude is kind of low? Uh, probably music. I know there's a lot out there. I mean, I played Portal, so I know still alive, but that's kind of as much as I got into in that area. I'm a little bit the same way. I've never been, I I always consider myself a secondhand listener. I I like whatever other people around me are listening to. (laughs) Yep, I understand that. So is uh, Star Wars your favorite fandom, or is there something else that kind of trumps that? Oh, I'd have to say Star Wars. Um, I do like the superheroes, Marvel mainly, but Star Wars is definitely my main one. Um, do you remember when you first got into it? I was four and my uncle decided that was a good time for me to see the originals. Um, he showed me, you know, all three of the original trilogy so that I could go see Phantom Menace in theaters. Mm -hmm. And since I was five, when that came out, I didn't hate it, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, I still appreciate that he had me watch the original ones, even though I was four years old and I'm sure did not understand what was going on. Right, right. But there's still it's a lot. I, I mean, my family started me really young on those two, and I think you remember kind of just the fun action that's going on. And even if you're not getting the the depth, you're still, you know, there's still something magical about it all. Oh, definitely. And I showed my sister all of those movies. I don't remember which one I started with, but she was three when I showed her one of them, and she still liked it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there anything out there that you kind of geek out about that maybe isn't as popular, but you really think people need to get more into? Um, one of the Star Wars comics, Dr. Afra, I love it. It's fantastic. The character has a tattoo, and I've got the same one. Um, it's popular among... Star Wars comic readers, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see the character get a broader reach, hoping someday she gets into one of the TV shows if they have another one or on, into a movie would be even better. That's awesome. Yeah, I I think it's really cool that there's such a, a big uh, – you know, there's a world out there that they can pull from, even though I know it's not canon anymore. And uh, yeah. um, now, is this one of the newer comics or is this an older – this is a new one. It just started, uh, is it, it's probably not more than a little over a year old. She was a character introduced in their new Darth Vader run that they did as soon as Marvel got the comic rights back. Okay. And she was really popular in the Darth Vader comic, so she ended up getting her own standalone. 
So there is a good chance that we can uh, see her sometime in the future because she's she is now technically canon. Yes, awesome. I would imagine the odds are pretty good. Uh, a lot of people think it's a matter of time before she gets her own full length novel. So that's a uh, another step um, step um, around the same tier as comics, I guess, with uh, distribution. But when she has a novel, there's even more out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the the new characters are going to start getting, um, I don't know, vetted for their own uh, TV series or or movies. Because yeah, it's kind of like, well, let's see how they do in the comics, and if they do really well and they're popular, we'll move them up a tier. <laughs> yep, yep. Just trying to see how fans react, and uh, the writer for that comic is great, Kieran Gillen. So he's done he's done a lot of comics that I've been told I need to read. But now he's taken over the main series for Star Wars, too. I think I've heard that name. I'm going to have to look into some of the other stuff he's done, because I have heard, definitely heard that name. Yeah, I've heard he's great. Um, we're going to be talking about building your own droid later on, but is there anything else that you are working on right now? Any projects you've got going on? I've got a couple costumes. I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con in March, so working on costumes for that. Doing uh, non-Star Wars, actually, all-new Wolverine, so the Laura Kinney version from oh, the yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah, And that's, uh, well, I'm just about close enough to done that I could call it good for this convention. And eventually I need to do some droid updates, too. That's very cool. Now, when you do... Um the new Wolverine, um, are you doing the full costume? Are you going to, cause I know a lot of, uh, people who do regular Wolverine do the, um, the tank top and the jeans and the, the claws and that's about it. Are you going to go full yellow and blue? It'll be full costume. It'll be her new one that just came. Oh, I think issue 19 or so. So in the past year or less she got a new costume that's silver and black so i did decide to go that route oh that's cool i'm gonna have to check that one out yeah be a full jumpsuit well jumpsuit without sleeves and a jacket instead so i didn't have to make the sleeves oh that's cool awesome well thank you for sharing some of that with us um i'm gonna move us on to our weekly geekery that's all the the geeky stuff that we got to to do this week um and I did not get to do a lot of geeky stuff this week. I am less than a month away from um, my – I'm a high school drama teacher. And uh, I'm about three weeks away from opening um, In the Heights, the musical, at our school. And so yesterday um, I grabbed my, my mom, my husband, my – in-laws and we all went and joined all the kids and a bunch of parents and another couple of teachers and spent the entire day from like eight in the morning to, I think I left there at nine at night building sets and painting and cleaning and hammering and sawing and anything you could possibly think to do setting up audio. It was, it was really cool. The kids had a lot of fun because a lot of the actors never get to do the tech stuff. So they felt, you know, accomplished and it, it was cool to see just, you know, random people grabbing lights and learning how to focus them. And so it was a great day. I'm a little tired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And then, um, 
this the other geeky thing that's been going on this week is I uh, listen to audiobooks on my drive in and out of school, and I've on the fourth book of the Dresden Files. I don't know if you've ever heard of that series. Yeah. Oh, so I think my girlfriend was just telling me about it, but I can't remember much. I love I love the Dresden Files, and so I finally got into um, one of the books I hadn't read yet, and it, it's it's just such a great series. It's it's urban fantasy. Um, it's hosted by uh, or it's narrated by the guy who used to play Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's just a joy to listen. To. He's amazing. He does the voices perfectly. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that has been my drive in this week is just listening to, to the adventures of Dresden. So how about you? What's your, your week been like? Um, I started off with a star Wars star Wars versus star Trek drag brunch. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty exciting. I hadn't been before. Uh, my girlfriend went last year and said that we had to go in costume. Not everyone will go in costume, but she said we had to. So we went as uh, I was Ray and she was Princess Leia. Had a lot of fun there. Now you live in Minnesota. Yes. So and uh, Minneapolis. Yep, yep, just a suburb of Minneapolis, so not far. Okay, so I have a feeling that I have been to the place that you went to that event because last time I went out to see some friends out there and, um, and they were having a, a cosplay <laughs> drag brunch. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. And I don't, I don't imagine that there's too many places out there that do. <laughs> no, we've got a few places that are do different sort of costuming uh, related events. There was a star Wars versus star Trek, burlesque show the same day nice um at a different location but that was that would have been a lot to fit into one day so we only did the brunch in the morning yeah that was they do a lot they're doing pokemon in march so that's so cool that's so cool i i when i I went out there and i um visited i live in palm springs so we have friends who are snowbirds and go back and forth and they're like we'll come out to the house and, and visit us out here so we went out and then um do you know um Rob, uh, Amanda's friend. Cause I got, I, I, oh. I got referred to you via Amanda who was on a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. If- I'm probably, um, I lose, I lose track of whoever, who all I've met through Amanda and that whole group. Mm-hmm. Um, well he was out there, so we met him and I am, I am fascinated by how like vibrant your geek culture is in Minneapolis. Like I am, I am envious of your geek culture out there. Yeah. I had no idea how, uh, how big it was compared to other areas until I started talking to some people that, uh, weren't originally from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I've lived here my whole life. So I'm everything that I've seen here is just what, it, what's always been around. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So started off with the, the, uh, Star Wars drag brunch, which is just just the concept is awesome. But what else? Anything else you do this week? Um, I watch Supergirl every week with the with the friend and girlfriend. So we did that. Planned costumes for that show. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the week has pretty much been working on costumes. The Wolverine costume, 
And I've been doing some updates to my um, Rose Tico costume as well. Um, that's that's pretty much every day working on something for a costume. That's cool. That's very, very cool. And what a great character to do because she was one of my favorites in the new movie. Yeah, I, I'm i already on the second jumpsuit I've made for, for her so far. Hopefully this will be the last. I won't have to make a third. <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to jump to the uh, commercial break real fast because I have a lot to ask you about because I am very excited about this idea of building your own droid. And you didn't even do the, um, the easy route. <laughs> you went for the, you went for the really hard one to do. Yes. So we're going to come back just after these commercial breaks. Be right back. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on the Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for the Comic Box each week right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hey everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. And we're back. And today we are talking about building your own uh, Star Wars droid, which I, for some reason, just got it in my head would be a very cool thing to do and have been probably obsessing about it for maybe a month and a half now. Not actually acting upon it, just kind of looking into what all it would entail. And then a friend of a friend of a friend said that they knew that you build droids. And I was very excited to get a chance to talk to you. <laughs> um, where do you even begin? Uh, well, I saw a video that had been put on YouTube and then was circulating because it was, you could build your own app control BB-8 it would be $120. And I'm like, well, that sounds, that sounds easy. And watch the video and thought, that looks easy. And I started working on it and it was like, this is, will never work. <laughs> this video was great, but this will never work. Um, but of course it started the project, so I had to finish it. And then I found, um, the BB8 Builders Club. There's, they have forums and Facebook group and, I started kind of watching what they were doing, but I liked the design I'd started working with. So I just started waiting for someone to have some similar design concepts or something that would um, support the drive system a little bit better. Now, uh, is yours a full size? 
Yes, I have two. I have the version one that came from the original fiberglass, kind of building everything from scratch, that after a few months of building, I determined was not going to be a functional one. Gotcha. So finished it up, got everything painted, put it on a cart with wheels, and just let that one be. Mm -hmm. And then the functional one, uh, I got it rolling in time for the last Jedi premiere. And that one's full size too. Uh, and I, I have some updates I want to make to that one, but it is now actually driving and pretty much working. Now, I, like the, when I started looking into this, I'm like, okay, I can build an R2D2. Like it'll take time and it'll take money, but I'm sure I can figure it out. The concept behind a, a BBA, I, it just, my brain can't wrap around it. Like where, how how does it work um there are basically two different drive systems that people are using right now there is the uh fixed axle system so your center axle with all your motors and everything is connected to the sphere and it turns the entire body of it and then it usually turns based on some sort of pendulum counterweight so the pendulum will swing to one side mm -hmm. and that will cause it to um, do an arcing sort of turn and then the other one is a hamster drive which is pretty much what it sounds like it's like a hamster in a ball and that's the one that I went with so you have counterweight on the bottom and kind of like if you put a car inside there you've got wheels that drive it around and magnets on top to hold the head on. And are you able to control where the head goes as well? Or is it just kind of dependent on the momentum of the, the body? It's dependent on the momentum of the body. Mostly if I turn in place, the head looks will turn around. Um, and some people will put um, servo motors inside the head itself so that you can rotate that um, independently of the rest of the drive uh -huh. system. I didn't get into that yet. I just, I wanted it rolling and then I'll revise from there. And that's what I've, I've noticed from a lot of the, the droid building groups and, and videos and everything is like, it looks like people are constantly updating their droids. Yes. It's kind of never ending. Um, most people, I, it's not, it's not unusual for people to have, two, three, even onwards of versions that they've made. If they aren't updating one, they might have just made two or three different ones and are updating on their recent one. Mm -hmm. it's new things. People have new ideas. There are new parts that might work better, new materials. And sometimes it's easier to you know, start from scratch and build a new one with the new design than it is to update the old one. Gotcha. You, can, you could spend a year updating an old one, too. How much does something like this cost? <laughs> because I, I, I went to my husband. My, my husband doesn't necessarily go, yay, geeky stuff. But I said, you know, this might be something fun to do. And I think the, the first thing that scared him off was the dollar signs. <laughs> yes, that is kind of the scary part. Um, I can tell you that the first number that I saw, like the you can do it for 120, would be about the cost of some of your electronics. Which $120 is yes. cost of some of the electronics? Okay. That would be 
I mean, I went pretty simple. I'm using an Arduino controller. So mm-hmm. my Arduino board is, you know, in that under 100 range for everything. But then my motors were maybe, I don't know, 50 apiece. And batteries, it's... My batteries only last, you know, a couple hours. The people that have a battery that lasts um, eight hours probably are paying a couple hundred for it. Wow. Um, And it depends on what you start with, because if I factor in the 3D printer I bought to work on this project, then the number gets a lot higher a lot faster. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't have the 3D printer and you need 3D printed parts, then... That's even worse because you have to pay someone else to print it and that gets even more expensive and sometimes it's better to buy the $600 printer. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're getting into something as complex and as detail-oriented as droid building, I think $600 for a printer is not the biggest, biggest expenditure you're going to make. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw a poll, I think, in the BB-8 group about how much you put into your droid, and the most common answer was mm-hmm. anywhere between 1,000 to 2,000, but there were answers you know, under 1,000, and there were answers upwards of three or 4,000. So the mid-range is probably somewhere right in between $1,000 and 2,000, and That's I'm not, not sure what they factored in. That's not terrible. As far as, yeah. as, far as geeky... Hobbies go $2,000 to have a working BBA. That's not, that's not terrible. It's not unreasonable. No, it's, it's not too bad. And then really the printing, if you add in the printer, 600 is kind of small in that regard then. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know people who have $2,000 worth of pop, figures so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i understand that hobby too i've got a few (laughs) um so you you also co-founded the stardust uh, builder initiative can you tell me a little bit about that yes um that started up a little after star wars celebration this year it's a um uh women's only droid building group and i talked to I talked to some other women that had been building droids um, after celebration because there's a it, it can be a difficult hobby to get into um, for women because you get a lot of it's it's mostly men mm-hmm. of a hundred droids in the room. I think we counted up and less than ten of them were built by women. So uh, it's I had some trouble there. So I talked to other women, they had had some trouble too, and they thought it would be, uh, it might be helpful to have a group where women could talk about the building process and not have to, you know, fight with men, validate that they know what they're talking about and understand what they're doing and have everything be that extra argument before someone might be willing to answer your question. It must be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, uh, I, I was lucky in Minnesota, the community's great. A lot of the, the people I know here that build droids are mostly women. Mm-hmm. And the people I know in the Star Wars communities are mostly women. So I didn't really, I didn't realize exactly what it was like until I started traveling. And 
I brought my BB-8 to a convention out in another state and I walked up to the droid building group and thought, this is great. I get to talk to a whole bunch of them and they wouldn't talk to me. And once they finally would talk to me a little bit, uh, they said, oh, well, your BB-8 is just like the target display, right? Like, no, they couldn't, uh, couldn't comprehend that I might have made it myself. Uh, it's just to me, it's so ridiculous. And I just like I, I I can't get the concept. I it just doesn't make any sense to me, especially because every person that that's the thing that I I realized when I was researching this is it's like well there's all these people innovating the craft of building your own droid, and to me the more people you have innovating the better and the quicker those innovations are going to come, and to cut out an entire population of your your group it just it just it's it's counterintuitive. Yeah. And uh, when we launched the group, we made a, we put a announcement post into all of the forums for the different droids and all of the groups. And um, the response from the uh, men in the groups was not good and not nice and drove home further. The reason we made the group and the, the benefit to having an area where we could go talk about building without some of that uh, uh, gatekeeping behavior. Yeah. That, the, <laughs> I, there's, there's no apology I can give. <laughs> like, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a horrible thing. But, I, but the, the cool thing is, is that at least you found a group that, that it was willing to uh, come together and, and kind of support each other, which that's, you know, at the base of it, that's what we're trying to do as geeks, geeks is find people that are like us that like the same things. So. Yeah, and it's been great. Lots of good conversation and most of the members are still active in the other groups as well, but it just gives the second place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you, I know you said you were updating some of your, your droids. Do you have, um, you have anything new you're going to be working on soon or um, just mostly maintaining and updating? Um, I will probably, I'll be rebuilding BB-8's head the head still falls off occasionally, so I want to make a new one lighter, stronger. Um, I have a oh a BB9E from the last movie done that I want to do a couple couple little things with, and then my next project would be from the Doctor Afra comic. She's got a it's like an sort of R series droid BT1, so I'd be moving sort of into the R2 building then with that project. Okay, I've got to look this one up. BT one. <laughs> I I don't think a lot of people realize how many different models of droids are out there. Yeah, I I didn't know as many as I should. I looking up just all the R series droids, I did not realize how many there were. Like an R one through six is what I found, and just like the general ones that you see in the background. Then there's so many other ones. Okay, so is he one of the uh, is the is the BT1 droid a kind of one of the more conical heads? Yes, um, kind of like the um, R4 or R5. The drawing, it's comics, so the drawings fluctuate, but that kind of shape. Yeah, that's cool. So it's all kind of uh, charcoal metal and and 
orange red lights. That's really cool. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, it's a interesting character in the comics too. It's her assassin droids, which be interesting to have done. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so, I mean, you started with the hard one first. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You went for the one that was a lot more uh, a complicated physically to do. Like the physics behind it is not easy. Are you kind of looking forward to to moving on to something that's a little bit more straightforward and you can maybe get a yeah. little bit more detailed with? <laughs> Yeah, I am looking forward at the very least to having something where the head isn't held on by just magnets. Because mm-hmm. that's been the biggest challenge with BB-8. But then in some ways, the BB-8, um, from where I was looking at it, didn't seem that complicated. The cons- What ha- has to happen is fairly simple. It's just the challenge of making that theory actually work. Mm-hmm. And having not a lot of research to go on because the movie's been out for just two years. So two years to develop the, the system versus the 40 years we've had to work on R2. It's a little bit different, but then there's a lot more parts in R2. So be a different challenge. Yeah. It's a lot more detailed. That's one of the things I looked in. Cause I think if, if we did get started, I think I would be more interested in doing an R2 just because I, uh, you know, that's the one I grew up with. So that's the one I have a little bit more of a connection to. But um, but looking at the number of pieces that go into it and and how intricate the design is, and that's before even getting into the mechanics of it. Because some people yeah. I know do um, – I've heard, I've heard interviews where people talk about how they're – the droid builders versions of R2 tend to be better than the movie ones because the movie ones are really just props that are meant to do one thing for one shot. And people will put in all this work so that their droid can do all the things that R2 can do and, uh, and probably do it better than the one shot prop. Yes. I've, I've heard that a lot and I've seen, I've seen some of those droids that can do everything and I believe it that it's, a lot more complicated than what they end up using in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you've got this, I know you cosplay and I know you have these droids that you, I'm sure don't just play with at home. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything? Um, do you do any work with them? Yes. Um, I take them. I started off just taking them to conventions on my own, but then I met, um, our local Star Wars costuming group, the Minnesota Force, and I started doing events with them, and they do um, mostly charity events. So they go to the Children's Hospital here and um, other fundraisers. Whenever, basically, any any group here can request we come and pose for pictures with kids, and I do a lot of that. And I work with uh, customers for a cause as well. I know that's that's the group that Amanda was talking about and involved in and I bring the droids to as many of their events as I can. What are, what are the kids reactions to, to this like real BB eight that's rolling around in front of them? I get a mix. I've got some kids that are completely, you know, blown away and super excited and 
Um, I bring out the static one a lot because it weighs about 10 pounds, so if I am faced with stairs, I am able to carry it up and down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I bring <laughs> a big problem for BB-8. BB-8 can't do stairs. Right. But some kids, when they see that one, they still think it's cool, but then I get others that are like, well, that one doesn't move, so... So, like, does it do anything? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and... Um, the moving one too, they generally like it, but then there's always like, well, can it do this? Or well, what about this? So it's the mix of either they're really impressed or they want to know why it can't do exactly what the one in the movie did. <laughs> I would be very tempted to go, look, kid, <laughs> it's a working BB-8. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> yeah, it is tempting sometimes, but then I've got my sisters that are completely unimpressed by the droids or like the basically screen accurate stormtroopers are all the costumes we have here because for them they've seen it all mm-hmm. like yeah yeah so sure that's a stormtrooper but we see those like all the time so what's the big deal uh the 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 people who don't know what it is to to craft your own stuff <laughs> the, the satisfaction yes. of having completed building something is, is something that everybody should be able to experience at some point yes like, you know, build your own BB-8, build your own set of armor, all those things, and and then appreciate all the different levels of work that went into that. Yeah, what, um, it, it's very cool because the, when, like I said, I, I had our load in for our show yesterday, and, and my husband was there, and, and he was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do because I'm not very crafty or, or anything. I'm like, well, we'll find something that, that you can do. And um, because it's in the Heights, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but uh, it takes place in Washington Heights. And kind of the iconic set piece is the the silhouette of the um, George Washington Bridge in the background. And so we had our um, two students sketch out what they wanted for the bridge, but we needed somebody to jigsaw it. And so my father came over and started doing it, but you know, it was starting to bug his back to, to jigsaw. So I walk into the, the main theater space and there's my husband jigsawing out the bridge. And I was so proud because <laughs> he did an excellent, yeah. excellent job. And I don't think he's ever used a jigsaw before in his life. So, um, so yeah, anybody who's out there and has not crafted their own stuff or, or, you know, build stuff that's fun because it, it gives you a chance to feel that that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, and it's it's not that there it can seem like a lot to get into some of these things, but most of it, you know, you can look up the information out there and start slowly. Uh, my girlfriend taught me how to sew because I couldn't use a sewing machine to save my life, and now I'm working on not sewing my own costumes entirely alone, but a lot more of it. And then she didn't do any of the electronics or 3D printing stuff before she met me. And right now she's upstairs rebuilding one of our 3D printers so that we hopefully have it working this afternoon. Well, that, that's a good thing to, to, to discuss before we, we actually conclude today is for those people out there like me who are like, this would be something really cool to do. Where, where do we even start? Like, is there... Um, you know, obviously it's got to be a lot of research, but, and, and I have, I have joined the, the Astromech building group online. 
but I, there's so much information. I don't even know where to, where to start chipping away at it. Yeah. And that's, that's always the hard part. And the astromech forums, uh, <laughs> my condolences on that new hobby. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been uh, looking at that forums and I'll sit there and I'll read for two hours and still be like, okay, but where, what do I do now? Yeah. And I'll find, I try to go piece by piece and narrow it down as much as possible. But the best resource that you could ever find is if you know someone personally who's done it or can find someone that you can talk to personally. Okay. And that's always where I've had the best luck. Some of it I have had to dig through the forums and, um, I, I'm kind of, I'm very different than some of the Star Wars fans. I think forums are stupid. <laughs> and I will say it publicly. I've said it before. And that may, makes me crazy in the Rebel Legion and among 501st people and droid builders. But I think forums are terrible. And I think we should have easier methods of starting off. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally keep a list of every part that I buy for BB-8 and I have a full list of every piece that I bought to go into it mm-hmm. with as much detail as I can. So if anyone ever asked me, I could give them my parts list. Be like, this is what I did. Or I try to keep notes of what I did. So if anyone ever asked, I could just be like, this is what I bought. This is what I did to what I bought. And I always think that the more questions you answer for people, the better off you're going to be. Because even if they have to start off from nothing, they're they're going to learn things when they're building and you they're going to learn something that you didn't think about and they can add and contribute to the community. So in theory, talking to people is the best way to start out and finding, finding someone who's willing to help because trying to comb through the hundred pages on the astromech wiki mm-hmm. takes hours. Yeah, no, and I've done it and I don't have the time for that yet. I'm like, well, maybe over the summer I can dedicate some time, but yeah, it's, it's, there's so much information and there's, there's, I, I'm just going to throw out a number. If there's 20 different ways to do something, there's a thousand different ways to do something like there's no like easy YouTube do this and you will have a droid in six months kind of thing. <laughs> like it's a, you know, you just, just the way that they talk about, you have to consider, well, what type of material you're going to make it out of? Are you going to have a wood base? Are you going to have an aluminum base? Are you going to have a, um, a, whatever the, the plastic. Oh, thyrene. Yeah. Thyrene base. You know what, how are you going to do this? And it's just kind of like, wow, this is, uh, this is a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is a yeah. lot of information. And again, yeah. that's not I mean, that's to the question. computer's point, the, the, the programming <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's an overwhelming process. And I hate having to say that you have to find someone you can talk to personally, but I've tried asking questions on the forums and, Sometimes sometimes it's great. Someone's there to answer your question and you get what you need, but sometimes you post a question and it'll months will go by and no one will have anything. So it's it uh it's kind of hit or miss. And I know they wouldn't appreciate that because they say it's all there. I've seen actual arguments that I hate new people asking questions because it's all on the forums. Like, well, if you answer the questions, you know, you could get some new input. Yeah. So I'm hoping the community, I mean, uh, newer members of the community, the BB-8 group, which you get a lot more newer fans because they got into it with the new movie. Um, I've personally found that they're more willing to 
um, answer questions. And they're still designing things too. So they want to talk to everyone and they want to find out what you're thinking and um, try to figure out new ways to do things. And then the Astromech site is just kind of, there's a lot of R2 builders. So hopefully you can find one that will answer the questions. Yes. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's very, it's very interesting that you kind of put it that way. It's, um, it's very telling in our society today. The, uh, the older ones that are looking at your R2 units are kind of stuck in their ways and uh, <laughs> less willing to share. Yes. <laughs> the new BB-8s <laughs> are like, let's talk about this because we want to learn more. <laughs> that, yeah. that might be an analogy for life right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've seen a little bit of that. And I, I, I found it the funniest when we launched the women's building group because the angriest people were the R2 builders. They were so angry and upset, but from the BB-8 group, it was there weren't many comments. But if there were comments, they were only positive. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, it's amazing. And you'd think droid builders would all be one big community that would get along, but somehow it it still varies. If you're building a BB-8 or if you're building an R2, you can get some completely different interactions. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Madeline, for for sharing all this information with us. Um, I, I don't know if and when I am going to get this started, but it is definitely on my bucket list of uh, geeky things to do. And uh, thank you for giving me a little bit of a, uh, of a direction to head into. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it's a great project. And uh, as frustrating as it can seem at times, I promise it's worth it when it's done. Yeah. It looks like everybody who has, has done it says it's just it, the feeling of accomplishment is pretty pretty great and uh and i the the outcome looks like it's amazing for a lot of a lot of people so i'm I'm looking forward to the journey no matter how far i go or where it takes me so uh you may get now that i've got your contact information you may be getting some (laughs) some calls (laughs) yeah well hopefully i'll be working on r2 soon and be able to answer those questions yeah maybe well okay (laughs) let's let's figure this out together (laughs) well very cool do you have any shout outs this week um. Uh, not that I. I just Minnesota Force, our local group here, mm-hmm. Star Wars fan group that we do a lot of the costuming events with, and customers for a cause, of course. Very cool. Um, I just want to send a quick shout out to everybody who came out and helped do the the load in yesterday. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work, and I think we're all very tired today, but. Uh, but thank you for for helping us and uh, and kind of contributing your own talents to the to the show. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking to our good friend Ray Vargas, and he and I have some very exciting news to share with everybody. But that's all I'm going to tell you about. So you're going to have to come back next week to figure out what that news is. Uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Toot is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as Geek2Geek podcast, RunningShoes.tv, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join the Reddit community at r forward slash Geek2Geek cast. You can currently find us at Geek2Toot.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. 
Madeline, where can we find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm madeline.anderson48. Um, I've got a costuming page on Facebook that's Mad Props Cosplay. And then if you're looking for uh, the um, women's droid building group, it's Stardust Builders Initiative on Facebook. Very cool. And I love Mad Props Cosplay. I think that's a great <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, I have to give my girlfriend credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Madeline. I'm so glad I got to meet you, and uh, I'm so very excited to have been able to, to learn a little bit about droid building. So thank you for sharing that all with us. You're welcome. It was great talking with you. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? Uh, Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. <laughs>